HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network. Since 2009, HRN podcasts have been exploring the wide world of food, beverage, and agriculture. Learn more at heritageradionetwork.org. I'm Lou Bank. And I'm Linda Sullivan of Cena Secreto. And this is Agave Road Trip, the critically acclaimed award-winning podcast that helps green eggs bartenders but understand agave, agave spirits, and rural Mexico. Woohoo! Okay, so <laughs> ostensibly, Linda, I'd like to speak with you today about fat washing. And I don't mean like I have this spot on my back that needs cleaning. Because I also do that. But there's a different kind of fat washing (laughs) that I'm aware of. (laughs) Okay. So tell me what fast fat washing is and how you do it. Okay. In and the I cocktail. promise you that this is not really about fat washing, but it's about fat washing. Okay, keep going. That doesn't make any sense, but Thank all you. right. Yeah. So fat washing is one of many ways that you can add flavor and texture to a cocktail scenario. Um, you can infuse fruits, you can infuse citrus and nuts and herbs, but fat washing is treated a little bit differently yeah. because it's fat. And it's washed. Yes. So we take a liquor, anything you like, and a fat, butter, animal fats like baking grease, coconut oil or coconut chips, peanut butter is a fun one. And because of the fat and protein in that ingredient, you can combine it with the alcohol, then remove it, and the alcohol will hold some of that flavor and texture and take on a new sort of personality. Okay, but, 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 but how do you remove it? So there's two steps. You put them together first. Typically, if you're doing one bottle of spirit, you do maybe four to eight ounces. Some fats are considered stronger. Some are a little more delicate. So that'll kind of determine how much you use. Put them together. Shake them up like crazy. The reason that's important is because you want as much of the liquid to be touching as much of the fat as possible, right? You want them to be besties in that wide mouth jar. Okay, so like bacon. 
Exactly. You make you can't just use like old bacon grease that you keep in the freezer like my folks used to do. It has to be like a nice rendered bacon fat, right? Like well, in cocktails, I think the worst ingredient that you use is as good as your cocktail can be, right? Well, hang on. So you can use it. You just shouldn't use it is exactly. what you're saying. Okay. Well, okay. Yeah, well yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank yes. you. Okay. <laughs> so once you shake it up, I typically let it sit on the counter for yep. an hour or two. Some folks put it right into the freezer. The reason I like to let it sit is because I want some of that fat to start separating again from the liquid. And you'll see the yeah. fat rise up to the top, right? Yeah. Then you put it in the freezer. Typically, I'll do that overnight. That's yeah. nice and easy. You don't have to set any kind of stopwatch and you can't really overdo it. What yeah. will happen is the fat, typically, unless you're using something, an exception like olive oil, yeah. the fat will typically congeal and harden. So you'll have kind of a puck of yeah, fat yeah, yeah. on the top and all your whiskey or agave underneath still. So then you take it out of the freezer and that is what's helping you to separate those two items, right? Because one became a solid. Yeah. So often I will poke a little hole like an ice fisherman yeah, yeah, into yeah. the puck of fat yeah. and then strain out the rest of the liquid. You'll need to do, you know, maybe a coffee filter or another little sieve to get the tiny bits. Yeah. But that will make it easy to get just the liquid out without any detritus. Do you, do you ever eat the, the puck afterwards, like put it on some toast? Usually I use it in cooking, to be honest. Oh, oh, I'm a big vegetable oh. roaster and oh, yeah. sauteer in my kitchen. Um, so mushrooms and onions and then throw that fat in there and it's like a little extra. Oh, it's got Ooh. a little bit of booze to it. Uh -huh. Okay, uh, which wasn't really where I was going with this. But okay, so now, like that's all, there, there you go. There's how you do fat washing, right? Exactly. So now let me ask you this question. I really don't know what your answer is going to be. I'm dying to know what this curve is. How do you feel about chill filtering in the process of making booze? Ooh. Yeah. So, so, let me, let me pull up a quote for you to hear, right? And then we'll reconvene this conversation. Amazing idea. Okay. So it, uh, you proof it down and then you move it into chill filtering. And, and what chill filtering um, really does is on, on one side, so you, we bring it to about uh, negative three Celsius. What is it that, like 26, 27, 28 Fahrenheit, somewhere around there. What, what that's doing, it's, it's again, going back to the, to the aldehydes in our product. It's separating those aldehydes from the, from the actual taste profile of it, right? Like the, from the, from the, from the spirit itself. The, Distillation process naturally develops a lot, a lot of like fats and lipids uh, that'll that'll come out of it, and this is basically treated as a the start to a two part process. One is the cool down, and then the second part is coming out of the cool down. You, we move the the spirit through what's called like a press filter, which is a, a cellulose panel. Um, it's a combination of cellulose and, and, and charcoal, and that basically is grabbing separating liquids and solids and a lot of the lipids will stay there. Where's the controversy in this process that a lot of people that are like old school uh, distillers here, a lot of people say that those lipids are a key component to the taste profile, right? Uh, they say it's a, it's, a, it's a key part of where you get the, the taste profile of it. And you know, you, some process like this, for example, you don't see it in mezcal, right? Because um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a very, it's a much more artisanal process and it's something that it, it kind of has a little bit more kick to it. In this specific case, we enjoy it because it, it provides this cleaner tasting experience that that it that it goes into it. After that, just to kind of close out our process, you know, you do the, the liquid and lipid separation. 
the last thing we do before bottling is that same tequila is basically moved in through like an oxygenation process uh, where it's literally just oxygen kind of goes into it, back at it into, into the, the product. The whole idea with it is actually process that sun for mouthfeel. It's a, it's a way that it kind of creates a more robust and, and viscous mouthfeel on the tequila without having to use something like, you know, glycerin that some people put into it just for mouthfeel. And it has a natural effect to it without having to add anything into the, into the product. Okay. So Linda, that mm. was my friend Carlos from uh, Nosotros Tequila. Oh, okay. Right. And I like, I had a taste of this at an event I went to here in Chicago and I couldn't figure out why I liked it so much and why it tasted so different to any other tequila that I've had mm. any other tequila. And so I, that's why I got in touch with them. I'm like, okay, what is it that you're doing? That's so different. And you know, it could be anything. It could be like there were a bunch of we did a much longer interview and I'll I'll include the full details of of uh, how Carlos explained they make their tequila um, in the uh, the the notes section of this this episode um, uh, and also include more about your business which is called what Cena Secreto that's it no say it the way you say things say no secreto that is so cute <laughs> <laughs> so um I'll include it all but like he, he thinks that the reason I like it the way that I describe what I like about it to him uh, is because of the chill filtering and he's probably right I am sort of surprised that you like it because you are such an agave enthusiast. So there's a lot. Oh, is that it? That's it. So I, I want you to taste it right now before you say anything more. I okay. want you to break that out. This oh is why boy. I had you bring a copita oh down to the uh, the agave road trip mobile. Okay. Artie, Artie, the agave road trip truck. That's the name of the recording studio? Artie. Well, oh, yeah, Artie. That's cute. Agave road trip, Artie. Yeah. You didn't know we were making art? No, I was a little slow on the acronym on yeah, that one, okay. but yeah. it's early. Yeah. <laughs> I've only had one sip of delicious dark matter coffee. <laughs> Do you need me to hold the... You're okay. Oh, man. Okay. I almost perfectly poured this mystery <laughs> agave spirit in... It's not a mystery. I just told you what it is. Well, it's I know, no but it has, no, it has no label, you know, yeah, so well, it feels true. mystery. When the cop okay. pulls us... Well, he's not going to pull us over, but he's going to pull up to us. Okay, wait. I need to do my multiple step situation here. <laughs> yes, you this do. is not a step for radio. <laughs> I have to smell it. I really like to smell it on my skin. Yeah. Because I think it opens up more than stuffing our nose in the copita. Mm. Um, I'm unsurprised that the aromatic is not really strong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very, very subtle. It's fuzzy, like almost nothing. The aromatic is strong to me anymore. I, and I think it's literally because I live with two dogs I'm allergic to. So like, like aromatics just don't work for me. They've ruined it. Oh, no. The dogs? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. I, I definitely don't hate it. On, a on the first sip. That's a good thing. I'm kind of a, a can we swear on this podcast? Uh, you, you can, but we'll bleep it out. I'm kind of a bleep. So sometimes, <laughs> look at that, I did that for you. It was very so, nice. Royal so appreciates that. If the first thing that comes out is not negative, that can be a good thing. <laughs> so, so I tasted this and to me, like honestly, like most tequilas I'm not interested in. Most tequilas leave me very, very cold. And not that I dislike them, right? It's rare that I taste any agave spirit that I would characterize as something I, I dislike. See, that's the same as you don't hate it. 
I don't, that's, well, that's exactly right. <laughs> right. But, but to have one where I go, oh, I'd like to have it again. And that's what I get out of this. Okay. Well, he's exactly right. It is super clean. Yeah. Um, the thing that gave me pause in uh-huh. his description, well, a couple things kind of made me jump on both sides of the fence. One, the activated charcoal, because when we talk about using that, and, and this doesn't happen very often, but if you're talking about like really nerdy cocktail and yeah, like, yeah, you yeah. know, dead rabbit and those kind of like high level guys that are, that are inventing things, they're responsible for a lot of what we like. They... You use activated charcoal to remove impurities yeah. in sometimes a crappy spirit. So yeah. when he said that, I was like, mm, what are you covering up? That doesn't feel like the arrow is pointed towards excellence and toward it feels like, oh, we want to hide something that we made in this spirit. Right. So that gave me pause. Okay. But when I taste it here... I like the flavor. It it feels sort of stonewashed to me. It has a rainy day quality, which I really like in tequila. That's one of my favorite qualities. Yeah, when yeah, that yeah. shows, I'm like, oh, that is very fresh. What I and and I I think that I like it a little bit, but what I am missing, <laughs> what I am missing is sort of the more veg forward flavor of tequila. Yeah. And you don't see it that often because I'm kind of like you. I don't get super excited about a tequila. Yeah. I'm a little more excited on the mezcal side of things sure. because there's so much variety sure. and, and difference. And then you can detect that. And that's fun to play yeah, with yeah, your palate. Yeah. And this is clean and really unoffensive. But I don't get a lot of the veg quality, the caramelized agave and those things. And I I don't know because I'm not super familiar with chill filtering, but maybe that's what was removed. And I'm kind of like, oh, oh, que triste. That's sad. Well, (laughs) so, you know, in essence, something was removed, right? Like when he's talking about the the lipids and all like, right. But but it reminds like when I first contacted him about that and I asked that he thought that I was attacking him. Mm. Right. And I and my point. No, I'm not attacking. And that's that's why he mentioned uh, in his quote there when I was interviewing him. That's why he mentioned how some people uh, dislike the chill filtering. But when he was describing the chill filtering and this is why we started the way we did, it just like brought my mind to everything I've ever heard about fat washing. Mm-hmm. Now, now way more efficient than fat washing but i also wonder if when you're doing your fat washing and i get it like you're already futzing with somebody else's spirit with fat washing right right Right. but i wonder if when those when those flat fat (laughs) flat Flat, fat (laughs) the fat globules congeal if they're not pulling some of that same stuff into it well okay that's a good point i will offer you sort of two sides that are coming up in my mind yeah yeah. so even the the term fat wash like if you think of what are you doing when you wash your clothes you're removing dirt and all kinds of other detritus right when you're fat washing you are removing but not something from the spirit you're removing the good parts that you want to keep from the fat right on the other side of that coin, and, and these are not exactly opposites, but I think it helps to think about, you know, tangible examples. There is the concept of milk washing or mm. like like the old idea of a milk punch. Even old greats like Benjamin Franklin wrote, you know, in his diary about milk punch style cocktails. Wait, wait, wait. Hang on. Ben Franklin was like a master 
a bartender? I don't know that master would be something I would insert <laughs> anywhere in there. I'm he pretty just, sure some of the people who He uh, either yeah. made it or he enjoyed it. Okay, so, there But you he go. just okay. wrote about it. Yeah, so yeah, it was yeah. somewhat memorable, I guess. But when you are in the milk punch world, you're kind of doing the opposite. You're making typically a whole cocktail, not just the spirit. So yeah. there's lime juice, you know, or a citrus or maybe another sugar happening in there as well. Then you're passing that through the milk and the same thing is happening. You're washing, but you are in that case removing some of those molecules from the cocktail. Typically when you're finished with a milk wash, the cocktail will be fairly clear and it has like a really unified sort of flavor profile, um, a silky texture, and it is more stable because of what you've removed. And I can't, I don't know, I'm not elevated enough to know all the science that's happening behind there. Homeboy from Nosotros, I'm sure does with what he's doing. But that to me almost reminds me a little bit of this, right? You're taking things out, but the removal of those things, the end result is positive. Well, yes. But I would also say, given my reaction to Nosotros, not understanding what was going on, at least to my palate, same result. It was positive right and which you know for me like my big takeaway from that was the same takeaway that i have from everything which is anytime a huge crowd of people say this is bad this is bad this is bad i think no no it's different and it might not work for you but it's clearly working for somebody and in this case it's working for me right you do say that however I, I am not in total agreement with that camp because you could add some, right, up to 1%, put your additives in. I'm not a fan of that. Do people like it more? Yes. I have served additive tequila and mezcal to raving guests yeah. in my mind a little bit. I'm like, yeah, well, come to a few more of my classes and then you won't be raving so much because you'll know the no. But so I, I'm, I'm a little judgy. I do not think every palate is equivalent. Now, on a business side... The most palettes you can please is success for you. I don't necessarily <laughs> well, think that then that's you... the direction I would go. Okay, hang on. Now you've confused me. Uh-oh. So you're saying the business you likes it, but the the artistic you doesn't like it? My business me doesn't like it, but I'm not a good business person, Lou. So that's a very <laughs> important detail. <laughs> I can understand, I feel like I have empathy for the business folks who are like, oh, the greatest number of people like this product, so I'm going to do it that way. I am way more in the camp of the artisanal and the artistic excellence of something, even if it ends up being niche and only some people like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But to get back to this very example, you just tasted this and you like it. I moved from I don't hate it to I think I like it a little. And I, I'll stay there for the moment. <laughs> but let's see. Well, let's taste it later. Let's taste more of it. That's always my answer. Okay. That's, <laughs> that, that works for me. I think that's a fine a fine conclusion unless you've got something else to add to Wait, this. Wait, let me bit. ask you. Yeah. Do you think he would let us taste it before when it's distilled? Oh, yeah. Is before this... the chill process? Or is that the entire process from start to finish? Oh, uh, no, no. Uh, oh, hey, boy. Now, hang on. I, I'm not remembering the interview all that well. He's definitely getting me some high proof version that I think does come before, before? the chill filter. OK, well, that would be fascinating. I love a side by side. Then yeah, you could yeah, really yeah. it's almost like you have a control, right, to taste the other one against. Well, and, and yes. 
And and it's the reason I asked him for the high proof was because I want to taste the high proof. But I got to tell you, even if I love the high proof, that to me is not the same as saying it's better than the standard 40 percent. Right. Exactly. I can I can like both of them. Oh, 100 percent. Yes. Yeah. I, well, I wouldn't taste the hundred percent because that I think would be dangerous. But you wouldn't be able to move this studio anywhere else. <laughs> that's for sure. I would not be able to. <laughs> but what it does it to me from like an education thought process, mm-hmm. it informs you regarding what it, what is removed from the final kind of product, and it would give you that taste difference, which I think would be interesting. Well, I think it would do that for you. All I would taste is one thing that I like or dislike, and then another or or don't care about, and then another thing that I like, dislike, or don't care about. I really i'm not great at doing that whole math in my head that's if you fair will. Yeah. that's fair yeah. to, to each their own right yeah very tiny head <laughs> i've got like the brain the size of a walnut so oh, that's a nice size though it is yeah, yeah. walnuts are good so far it's worked for yeah, you yeah. right yeah it's gotten me this far yeah <laughs> okay linda i think that's is that a wrap i think that we've basically covered every necessary detail in these 15 minutes <laughs> okay thanks so much for joining me today all right it was a pleasure catch you soon ciao You've been listening to Agave Road Trip, the critically acclaimed award-winning podcast that helps gring ex-bartenders better understand agave, agave spirits, and rural Mexico. We're blessed with sound engineering by Roy Sierra and a theme song performed by Gabriel Oliveira and Marco Ricos. Sign up to become a road tripper and listen to more episodes at agaveroadtrip.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please let us know. And if you hated it, well, I'm sure you'll let us know that too. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram at Agave Road Trip. Agave Road Trip is a production of 10 Angry Pit Bulls, Inc. Agave Road Trip is powered by Simplecast. Thank you for listening to Heritage Radio Network. Heritage Radio Network is food radio supported by you. For our freshest content, subscribe to our newsletter. To subscribe to the Heritage Radio Newsletter, enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Connect with Heritage Radio Network on Instagram and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. You can also find Heritage Radio Network at facebook.com slash heritage radio network. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization using the power of education educational storytelling about food to build a more equitable, resilient food system. Heritage Radio Network couldn't do that without support from listeners like you. Become a part of the world's most innovative community today. Subscribe to the shows you like, tell your friends, and please join the Heritage Radio Network family by becoming a member. To become a member of the Heritage Radio Network, click on the beating heart of our homepage. Heritage Radio Network can become addictive. Programming you here on Heritage Radio Network might lead you to eat, drink, and listen to more programming on Heritage Radio Network. If you drink, please do not drink and drive. Drink responsibly, drive responsibly, eat responsibly too, and listen to Heritage Radio Network responsibly. To listen to Heritage Radio network responsibly wear protective earbuds while wearing protective earbuds do not drive do not walk either sit in a comfortable chair if that comfortable chair has a hard seat please remember to stretch every 30 minutes if you stretch every 30 minutes please stay within your defined stressing capacity and consult a doctor who specializes in stretching if you don't have a doctor maybe dr ryan acock the cocktail md can help you out thanks for listening agave road trip out